Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, and a good afternoon to you. Wonderful to be in your company this afternoon on Judaism 101.9. Uh, great to be able to share some thoughts with you on this very special day in the Jewish calendar. And what is so special about today? Well, if we are going to look back in history, we will note that um, something fairly significant actually happened in and around this time of the year, in that the time of Noah. Noah came, Noah came out of the ark on the 28th of Cheshvan, which would have been today, yesterday, today is the 29th. The 29th day of Cheshvan, therefore, <coughs> is the day following the actual moving out of the flood, and I imagine, uh, of, the, of the ark and the flood and so on, and I imagine that today would be the day on which Noah spent time kind of rededicating the world. We're told that it is in the month of Kislev, which we're about to go into, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that soon, that uh, the rainbow first occurred in the world. The promise from God that he would never bring a flood of the magnitude of the one that he did at the time of Noah, that the world would never be destroyed in such a fashion and in such a way um, ever again. That was the sign of the rainbow, kind of God's covenant of peace with man, so to speak, uh, that he made at the beginning of the month of Kislev. And so when we think about and we look at the significance of today, well, it's probably the best day on which we can say that kind of the difficulties, the floods, the problems, the issues, the corruption, the bad stuff of the past is in a way relegated to the past and Noah comes out of the ark and begins the rededication of the world. And it is so significant that this is something that comes right at the beginning of the month of Kislev. Yes, tonight and tomorrow, tomorrow night and the next day, are the days of Rosh Chodesh Kislev, which means that tonight and tomorrow is the 30th of Cheshvan. Tomorrow night and the next day is the 1st of Kislev. And just to refresh your memories, I have spoken to you about it before on this program, that uh, sometimes there is one day of Rosh Chodesh and sometimes there are two. This all comes from the fact that the moon's circuit around the earth, so to speak, is a system of 29 and more or less a half days, 29 and a half days. And the way that the Jewish calendar accounts for those half days is that some of our calendar months have 29 days and some of them have 30 days. When a calendar month has 30 days, the last day of the month and the first day of the next month form the two days of Rosh Chodesh. When a calendar month only has 29 days, we go immediately into the first of the next month and then that month only has one day of Rosh Chodesh. So the two days of Rosh Chodesh is not like the idea of two days of Yom Tov, the idea of the Yom Tov Sheni Shalgaliut, the um, second day of Yom Tov that applies in the diaspora. It's not like that at all. It's rather got to do with systematizing the calendar in order to compensate, in order to account for the half day at the end of each month, those 29 and a half days. So some months will have 29 and some will have 30. And in that way, Kind of when you take two months together, we've made up for the two halves 
um, in the 30th day of that second month, if you know what I mean. Now, if we go then into a regular Jewish calendar year, more or less six of the months have 29 days, more or less six of the months have 30 days, and that's kind of how the Jewish calendar operates, except for the fact that every so often we have to intercalate an extra month, which is called Adar Bet, the second month of Adar, in order to push Pesach into the spring in Israel. Now, there are two exceptions to the general rule, because the general rule would state that there are some months that are always 29 days, there are some months that are always 30 days, and then there are two months that can either be 29 or 30. Two months which are used kind of as, let's call them the tiebreakers. These are the two months that would set our calendar into motion in order to be able to account for certain of the chagim, certain of the festivals that have to fall out on certain days of the week. And in order to get the whole system right, these two tiebreakers occur in the month of Cheshvan and the month of Kislev. So the month of Cheshvan and Kislev can sometimes be 29 days and can sometimes be 30 days. So tonight and tomorrow is the 30th of Cheshvan. It's a little bit unusual. It's not always on the calendar. It will be on this year's calendar, but it's not always a calendar date, the 30th of Cheshvan, which makes it extremely fascinating. But we'll be back to talk to you a little bit more about these things and the month of Kislev coming up in just a moment. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. So in a way, tonight and tomorrow are very significant in that they are really extra time, an extra day that's kind of added into the calendar. Now, yes, it may have all sorts of other purposes, but the fact of the matter is that tonight and tomorrow we have an extra day in the calendar. Now, what do you do? With extra time. It's a special gift, a special opportunity to have an extra day anywhere and anytime. Could you imagine you're uh, away in the most glorious place on earth on holiday and uh, they say to you, oh, we've made a mistake with your booking. You've got an extra day. Or if we think about extra time in a football match or in a, uh, in an event, the fact that you have some extra time in life, extra time in your year, How significant and how special is that? And here the calendar grants us an extra day, the 30th day of Cheshvan, extra time. And what are we going to do with that extra time? How are we going to utilize it? And hopefully we'll utilize it well. And perhaps to share a couple of ideas with you today on what that extra time is really all about and why it is so significant that it's actually called Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Kislev is the month that we're about to go into. Cheshvan is the month that we have just, or we're saying goodbye to, we're just leaving behind. But already tonight and tomorrow, called the 30th of Cheshvan, we already call it Rosh Chodesh Kislev. It is the beginning of the month of Kislev. If you wake anybody up at any time and you ask them what is the month of Kislev about, I guess the majority of Jews would know that Kislev is significant because it's got to do with Hanukkah. Now, yes, right at the end of the month, from the 25th of Kislev onwards, we celebrate that Chag, that festival, that beautiful festival called Hanukkah. And what was Hanukkah all about? Well, Hanukkah is also about 
dedication, or let's call it rededication. Let's refresh our memories. Remember the story. The um, Assyrian Greeks came along. They wanted to destroy um, the Jewish connection with our spirituality, with our souls. They wanted us to be um, Hellenized. They wanted us to be um, physical, material, down-to-earth, um, so to speak, in their way of thinking, as everybody else was, and to try and disconnect us from our spirituality, from our Torah, from our Judaism, from our way of life as a spiritual, holy um, uh, people that the Jewish people always were and always have been. And they therefore tried to bring about a different kind of destruction of our Beit HaMikdash, of our temple, than others had done either before them or after them. And that type of destruction was to destroy the spirituality. And yes, we remember well that it was the Maccabees, the Maccabees and their fight in order to preserve Jewish life and the Jewish way of life and the fight that they had and the struggle that they had um, to find oil in order to burn on the uh, menorah, on the candelabra in the Beit HaMikdash in the temple to bring back the light that had once stood so proudly in that Beit HaMikdash. And they found that small amount of oil that was not defiled by the Assyrian Greeks, and they managed to kindle it. And, of course, the miracle of Hanukkah, it burned for eight days, where, in fact, there was only enough, or there should have only been enough physically, materially, to burn for one. And in that, the actual turnaround, the principle of how deep and profound our spirituality, our spiritual connection, the miraculousness of it all, the fact that we live in a world where we maybe um, have our feet on the ground and are down to earth and very material and very physical, but yet we adhere to and we know that we have this incredibly powerful connection with our souls and our soul's connection with the Almighty. And it was proved, proven in that action of the physical being overruled by the spiritual, of the miraculous taking over from what naturally should have been. And this was the great wondrousness of that time. And it became known, the festival became known as Hanukkah. And the word Hanukkah, <coughs> as we well know, there is the concept of Hanukkah Tabayit. When one moves into a new home, one dedicates the home, it is the dedication of the home that is called Hanukkah Tabayit, dedicating. And the rededication of the temple took place with that menorah kindling and with the rededication that the Maccabees brought about after the defilement of the Assyrian Greeks. It was cleansed, it was purified, it was rededicated. The flood of the past, the misdemeanors of the past, the immorality of the past was shifted um, to behind us. And we were looking forward to the rededication, to the dedication of the Beit HaMikdash, the dedication of the temple in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, where it had proudly stood and was going to proudly stand um, in the future. So the concept of Kislev is not only this turnaround time and not only this idea of dedication, but it's also clearly linked with the concept of light, that a tremendous amount of light came into the world through this month of Kislev and added to that uh, amount of light, imagine, that now an extra day was added, an extra day added to the month of Cheshvan, but albeit in the month of Cheshvan, it is still adhering to Rosh Chodesh. Kislev, when we're heralding the arrival of this brilliant month. Now, the month of Kislev happens to also be the ninth month. The ninth month, if we count from 
the month of Nisan, which is the first month according to the Torah, Torah refers to Kislev as the ninth month. And the ninth month, of course, has a a very significant uh, meaning to a lot of people when you just talk about the birth of a child. It's the ninth month after which a child is born. The idea of nine months from the beginning of the year is the idea, perhaps, of the gestation period and that now things are coming to fruition, that the light that was actually absorbed into us at the Pesach Seder at the time of the month of Nisan is now coming to fruition, is now being brought out in the most beautiful fashion towards the end of the ninth month. And in fact, Hanukkah spans the end of the month that goes from the month of Kislev into the month of Tevet. And uh, for those eight days, of course, we go out there to light up the entire world and to bring light into the darkness and all the wonderful messages and images that Hanukkah brings with us, with it. But the ninth month has another significance, which is the number nine, because the number nine when we think about um, uh, Torah references, the number nine also is significant when we think about the tribes of the Jewish people and the way that they were uh, that they marched in the desert and the way that they were mentioned and the way that they then inherited in the land of Israel and believe it or not, the ninth tribe, according to the calculations of um, the order in which the tribes um, are uh, are marching in the desert and the the way that they carry their flags and eventually when they reach Israel, the way that they inherit the land, the ninth tribe is the tribe of Benjamin, Binyamin. And Binyamin, being the tribe of the ninth or the ninth tribe, linked with this ninth month of Kislev, has a fantastic and wondrous meaning. And that is because it was in the tribe of Binyamin that the city of Yerushalayim was to be placed. The city of Yerushalayim fell into the land that adhered to that belonged to the tribe of Benjamin. And when we think about the temple and everything that it represented, whether it was its Chanukatavait, its being rededicated, or whether it was the menorah that burnt at the Beit HaMikdash, at the temple, and cast its light outwards. It was from this uh, place in the tribe of Benjamin, Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh, the holy city of Yerushalayim, that the world will never really understand um, its deep and uh, profound significance to each and every Jew everywhere, to the Torah, to our Judaism. It is something that goes way beyond a... Um, a political aspiration way beyond um, anything that one could ever imagine. It's not just a place that happened to have been visited by somebody at some stage and therefore became became significant. Yerushalayim, Jerusalem, is the center of the Jewish universe. It is the center of everything from a Jewish point of view. We pray towards Yerushalayim. We pray towards Jerusalem. No matter where we are in the world, it was always um, a part of Yiddishkeit, of Judaism, that we needed to orientate ourselves towards where Yerushalayim is. The only place that I've ever seen where it's a little confusing as to which way you face when you pray is when you're actually in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, because one has to then always turn towards where the uh, kotel is, where the temple is, and to face in that direction. And therefore, wherever you are in Yerushalayim, the uh, center of that axis, the center of that compass can sometimes shift. But for us, for instance, here in South Africa, we face north 
in order to uh, be facing up towards Israel, but more significantly towards Yerushalayim. And this concept of Yerushalayim of Jerusalem being in the property, in the land of the tribe of Binyamin of Benjamin, who was the ninth tribe, and therefore this month of Kislev coming along now as it does, talking about the rededication of the temple in the time of the Maccabees and the onslaught of the Assyrian Greeks, talking about the triumph of the few over the many, talking about the triumph of light over darkness, talking about the idea of that miraculousness defeating the concept of the regular, of the natural, of the physical. This all conjures up the most beautiful, beautiful story of exactly what kind of a month we are actually going into now. A significant, really, really deeply spiritual month, this month of Kislev. A month in which we think about, we talk about rededication. We talk about putting the difficulties of the past behind us. We talk about and we think about getting into a realm and into a place where our souls can come to the fore, where we can be a lot more spiritual and where we can shed light and we can bring light and we can share that light and shed that light on our immediate environment as well as on the entire world. And so as we go into this month of Kislev, beginning tonight and tomorrow, tomorrow night and the next day. And as we think about the opportunity that we have in this year to have a double beginning of the year, a double beginning of, uh, of, of, of the month, rather, a double beginning, not just one, but an extra day that's added to it, we have here the opportunity to make this month of Kislev the brightest that, it, uh, that, that we've ever had, the most significant that we have ever had, the most powerful that we have, have ever had. And hopefully as we go into this month, we will come together as a people united in order to share the light, in order, in order to spread the light, and not just of the Hanukkah menorah, but a spiritual light that we can give to all mankind, to all our friends, to all our families, to all our community, and uh, to everybody who has the opportunity to learn from it, to benefit from it, and to gain from it. This is this wonderful month that we're about to go into. Be back with you right off. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, and welcome back. Yes, we're talking about the advent of the month of Kislev, and it is just about upon us. It is amazing that this month of Kislev uh, comes as it does in this country in the summer months. It's an opportunity that we have to actually spend some time um, thinking about how we're going to bring light into our uh, more social world, our more um, family world. How are we going to do all of that? Yes, Hanukkah in this part of the world always occurs when we're on holiday or most of the times when we're on holiday, um, away from school, sometimes away from work and so on. And when we have all of that, we have to kind of, I suppose, think about how we're going to put <coughs> some of the negativity of the past, some of the negativity of the past year maybe, into the past and bring a brand new light to bear upon each and every dimension of uh, the coming year and of the coming time that we have together with our loved ones, together with our families, um, and together with ourselves, perhaps, in the most beautiful possible fashion. And so tonight and tomorrow, 
perhaps an opportunity to think about how and what we're going to do with the gift of a little bit of extra time. How are we going to spend our time thinking about the most important things in our lives, not the least significant or the least important, and we're going to make decisions, hopefully, based not on um, whims or fancies and not on physical and material um, ideas and ideals which are transient and which don't really last uh, for that long if they last at all, but rather on the significant things that are going to way outlast us, that are going to be there for us to be able to behold and to herald and to see and to use uh, to bring cr- <coughs> to bring credit and glory to the entire world and to God himself in the days and in the weeks and the months and the year that lies ahead of us. And so hopefully um, we'll take this Rosh Chodesh seriously. The day before Rosh Chodesh was always called a Yom Kippur Katan, a small little Yom Kippur. It's an opportunity for us to look a little bit inwardly and think about how we are going to make the coming time, the coming month a lot better, um, a lot more significant, a lot more spiritual, and a lot brighter and a lot lighter um, than we have ever had before. Now, Pick and Pay Norwood Hyper have these pocket-saving sweet deals just for you. Pick and Pay Kosher Lamb Riblets for one forty-nine ninety-nine per kilo. Pick and Pay Kosher Fish Minced Hake at a very low one twenty-nine ninety-nine per kilo. Pick and Pay Kosher Beef Burger, just ninety-nine. Rand, 99 cents per kilo. Nori pressed beef, 150 grams for 35 Rand, 99. And Nori salami for only 36 Rand, 99. You can catch these and many more specials in store. These specials are exclusive to Pick and Pay Norwood Hyper. And only while stocks last, Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, the best place to shop when you want to buy a lot. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Now the Chabad Hasidic community celebrates Rosh Chodesh Kislev for seemingly a different reason, but if we think about it, it does follow a very similar theme. And that was approximately 40 years ago, the Lubavitcher Rebbe suffered on Simchat Torah, suffered a heart attack. And um, he was declared well. He returned to his health and he was able to leave his bed and uh, go out and reactivate and start um, with a great new vigor doing all the things that he did and he accomplished uh, thereafter. That all happened on Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Rosh Chodesh Kislev became the day on which uh, Hasidim marked the return to health of the Rebbe those 40 years ago. And if we think about that as a carry-on of this incredible theme of how we put the difficulties in the past, how we move forward, how we bring a brand new light. Yes, that ever taught us in the most incredible fashion of just how to make use of extra time that was granted to us and in the way that he did the exponential growth of everything that he did and the way that he uh, reached far beyond what was imagined ever before in the time that followed um, that restoration to his full strength and full health um, following a very, very significant setback, or it seemed to be a setback. It actually played out not as a setback at all. This is the date that Hasidim celebrate Rosh Chodesh Kislev, the day, really, when new light is shed, 
the date when really new light is brought into the world, the date of rededication. That is truly what it is actually all about. And hopefully, as we um, now go into the month of Kislev, as we now celebrate over the next 48 hours Rosh Chodesh Kislev, hopefully we too can think about just how much more we can be doing, how much more we should be doing, how much more light we should and we can be bringing into this uh, world, lighting up the entire world with godliness, with um, our Torah, with our Yiddishkeit, with our mitzvahs. It will not only change our lives, but it will certainly change the entire world. I want to wish you a great rest of the week, a great Shabbat up ahead. Look forward to being back with you same time, same place next week on Judaism 101.9.